It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Mentioned earlier, Verlander struggled of late in Toronto or against the Blue Jays. 0-4 in his last five starts against Toronto with an ERA north of six. However, he threw his second career no-hitter in this building back in 2011. I think he'll throw another one. Here's the 3-2. Got him looking. Fastball on the inside corner. Ten strikeouts for Verlander, and there's one away. So that's eight of his last nine starts and double figures with the strikeouts. The 0-2. That is on the inside corner for strike three. Telez goes down on three pitches as Verlander freezes him with a fastball. 11 Ks for Justin. Swing and a miss. Grichik goes down. Got him on a fastball at 95. A dozen Ks for Verlander. Two out. Yeah, you got to think about 125, 130 max for Verlander. But right now, it's taking him about three or four pitches per batter. So he's in good shape, just barely over 100. Here's the 2-2. Two -two. Breaking ball. Strike three. Call on the inside corner. Frozen with the hook. 13 strikeouts for Verlander and eight no-hit innings. Astros two, Blue Jays nothing. Bottom of the ninth inning, Justin Verlander, 106 pitches. Trying to finish what he started. Has not allowed a hit. Brandon Drury will lead it off. He's 0 for 2. Verlander delivers, and Drury looks at one at the knees for a strike. Reese McGuire, Bo Bichette to follow. 8-9-1 in Toronto's order. 13 strikeouts for Verlander, including striking out the side in the eighth. Getting better. Here comes the 0-1, and that's lifted foul and out of play off to the right. Two career no-hitters for Verlander. His last one was right here at the Rogers Center. May 7th, 2011. Also threw one in Detroit on June 12th, 2007. That was against the Brewers. Just think, his last no-hitter, he was 28 years old, and he's still this good. Here's the 0-2 to Drury. Ground ball softly hit left side coming on Bregman. Shortstop has it. Throws on the move in time. One out in the ninth. You know Bregman's the type of player who wants the ball. Yeah, not the guy who's a, don't hit it to me. Yeah, Bregman wants it. Here's Reese McGuire. He's 0 for 2. Has popped out and flied out. Astros have thrown a no-hitter this year. That was the combined no-hitter. And Aaron Sanchez's debut, Joe DiBiagini's two. Back on August 3rd, Sanchez, Will Harris, Biagini, Chris Davinsky. First pitch to Reese McGuire, hit back to the screen, strike one. McGuire 0 for 2, has popped out and flied out. Kevin Biggio walked in the first inning with one out as Verlander early on struggled with command of the fastball through 21 pitches in the first. But boy, did he figure it out. Peering over the glove. Now goes into the windup, the 0-1. That's high with a fastball at 95. Roberto Osuna is up in the Astros' pen. 
Two to nothing. Astros on top. One one. Breaking ball over for a strike. Been able to mix in just enough off-speed stuff to keep him off his fastball, but his fastball's been brilliant. The one-two. Swing and a miss! Got him on a slider. 14 strikeouts for Verlander, one shy of his career high, and he is one out away from a no-hitter. Boy, this is going to be a fun one with Bichette. Bo Bichette 0 for 3. He has struck out twice. And Chirinos and Verlander will meet halfway between the mound and home. Chirinos puts his hand on Verlander's right shoulder as they walk back up the mound together. Just talking about execution, having conviction with each pitch right now to, to nail this one down. 36-year-old Justin Verlander. Bichette came into this game with a, a seven-game hit streak. Verlander delivers, and that's hit over the screen, nothing in one. One thing you can be sure of, Bo Bichette is not going to get cheated on his swings. Verlander looking for his second complete game this year. The other one was that loss to Detroit when he gave up the two home runs, the only two hits he allowed. Here's the 0-1. Fastball off the outside corner, and it's a 1-1 count. That game against the Tigers was two starts ago, back on August 21st at Minute Maid Park. thrown 25 complete games in his career. 1-1. Upstairs, Bichette, did he hold on the swing? He held, says Ryan Blakeney at first. Hardest fastball of the afternoon. That one at 97 miles per hour. On his 116th pitch. Next pitch will be a new season high for pitches thrown in the game this year for Verlander. The 2-1. Swing and a miss, a big cut. One strike away. That fastball at 96. It's like a father-son game sometimes. Fans get to their feet. More than 24,000. The 2-2. Low, a slider. Full count. Kevin Biggio on deck. Verlander, new baseball, takes away some loose dirt off the rubber. Now back onto the rubber. And as Bichette readies himself for a 3-2. Here it comes. That's lifted foul and into the seats off to the right. We'll do it again at 3-2. Staying on the edges, staying above the belt. Next pitch will be number 120 for Verlander. Here it comes. 
Ground ball left side, waiting on a Toro. He's got it, throws across in time, and that is the ball game. A no-hitter! Justin Verlander, the third of his career. The Astros mob him in front of the mound as the Astros win it 2 to nothing. How about Justin Verlander? He doesn't get older, he gets better. His last no-hitter came in this ballpark eight years ago. Well, he just kept taking his time. He knew, he knew the last couple of innings what he was shooting for. A big hug for Abraham Toro, who put the Astros on top with that blast two outs in the eighth. To give the Astros a lead and Verlander a chance to knock this one down. How about that? The rubber game of the series. Justin Verlander, a no-hitter. The 13th in Astros history. Of course, had one earlier this year, the combined no-hitter. Back on August 3rd. 12th complete game no-hitter in Astros history. The last one was Mike Fiers. August 21st, 2015, against the Dodgers at Minute Maid Park. Verlander now getting a hug from his manager, waving to the fans. Yeah, the folks here in Toronto have stayed, and they're giving him a standing ovation, too. Verlander waving to the crowd as Julia Morales from the television broadcast waiting to interview him. What a moment. Justin Verlander, his third career no-hitter. Getting hugs now from the pitchers from the bullpen, only one of whom even got up in this game, Roberto Osuna in the ninth. <laughs> Gave him a day off. <laughs> well, you talk about a happy flight going to Milwaukee. Everybody's going to be jazzed about what Verlander is able to do, especially him. Three no-hitters. What company that puts him in Maybe sealing his Hall of Fame induction today. What a moment. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to Astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Miller Park in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where today the Houston Astros open up a two-game series against the Milwaukee Brewers. This is a continuation of a five-game road trip for the Astros. It started with them taking two out of three in Toronto, including a 2-0 win yesterday. Justin Verlander throwing his third career no-hitter yesterday, walking one and striking out 14. Abraham Toro's two-run home run in the ninth. All the scoring as the Astros won for the 11th time in their last 14 games. Meanwhile, the Brewers, they shut out the Cubs for a second straight day yesterday at Wrigley, a 4-0 win as the Brewers have won three of their last four. Astros 89-49, first in the AL West, 10 games ahead of Oakland. Brewers 70-66. Milwaukee, they sit third in the National League Central, six games behind the Cardinals and three games behind the Cubs for the second wild card. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Garrett Cole getting the ball for the Astros today. And 
the Brewers certainly have seen uh, quite a bit of Cole in his career, but not since he was with the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're going to see a pitcher who's a little different from the one they last saw. He is a little different. His, his stuff is different. Uh, he's throwing different pitches. Uh, when they saw him, he was more of a two-seam sinker ball uh, type pitcher, wanting to get you out in, in three pitches. That was the philosophy with the Pittsburgh Pirates, but totally overhauled these days. And if you haven't seen Garrett Cole in the last two years as a hitter, uh, and seeing him now compared to what he used to be, it's going to be a, a, like you're facing a different pitcher. I mean, this is somebody that can overpower you. We see the strikeout numbers. He's probably the most prolific strikeout pitcher in all of baseball these days and used his changeup a, a lot more in his last game, and we may see that some more today too. Meanwhile, right-hander Adrian Hauser getting the ball for the Brewers. Astros actually saw him out of the bullpen earlier this year, but he's been in the rotation and someone that the organization certainly is familiar with, a, a former Astros farmhand. Yeah, it seems like the Astros are facing a former Astro just about every series these days. Just saw Trent Thornton in Toronto, and it's been going on and on and on. And, and I guess that's a, probably a good thing because of all the trades the Astros have, but uh, some of their farmhands are, are finding success in different places. Uh, Hauser, a big arm. The Astros drafted him high uh, because he had that big arm coming out of Oklahoma. He still throws hard, mid-90s. A uh, lot of fastballs, about 70% fastballs. Most of, of them, two seamers, likes to get the ball on the ground. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals and all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the calendar turning to September, you know, you think about urgency for a lot of these teams. And the Brewers are certainly a team that, that you, you, you think of in that regard when you look at where they're sitting right now. Six games out of the division lead, three games out of the of the National League wild card for that second wild card. And, you know, every every game matters down the stretch, obviously, but even more so for the Milwaukee Brewers and for most of the, most of the teams. Yeah, and Milwaukee's used to this. This is the what they faced last year, and they came out uh, in a frenzy. They played a great month of September. Uh, uh, being able to draw up on that just a year later, every, it's fresh in everybody's mind, and they expect the same thing. They're going to have to mix and match a, a lot differently than they did last year. Their pitching hasn't been as good. Their offense isn't clicking the way it was uh, a year ago, but Craig Council their manager has done a really good job with matchups, and uh, I would expect Milwaukee is going to be uh, in the race till the end. Let's take a look around Major League Baseball as teams race for the pennant, brought to you by Apache. Apache Corp. exploring what's possible. Well, the Astros right now sitting a game behind the Yankees for the best record in baseball as the, the Yankees are able to scratch across some wins against a very good Oakland A's team at home, and the Yankees... Uh, they're in action, or supposed to be in action this afternoon against the, the Texas Rangers. A's are off today, so the Astros have the chances to gain some ground there over Oakland. A 10-game lead in the division over the Oakland A's as the Astros' magic number getting dwindling down now at 16, but still a little ways to go. Yeah, and I was hoping that the Oakland A's could, could win maybe that series against the Yankees. The Yankees have a couple of, of improbable comeback wins in that one, and I think uh, Oakland's uh, bullpen right now is getting kind of thinned out because yeah. they've been pitching so often so I'm sure they're welcoming a, a few extra pitchers for the September call-ups and as are everybody so we're going to start seeing longer games uh, because of matchups and be able to rest guys in games where you feel like you can't win anyway things like that but uh, uh, the Oakland A's uh, I think are far enough back now of the Astros 10 games now in the division that you're looking at the Yankees right now if you're the Astros you're looking at the Yankees because uh, what the Yankees can do at home in the playoffs is a little scary. Certainly is. Happy Labor Day. This, <laughs> this means summer's over, right? 
<laughs> well, no, not really. But it depends until you go on back to Houston, live. until you get back to Houston, it's hot. But we uh, day baseball, which is rare to start a a series with a day game, but it's mm-hmm. uh, and a team we're not really that familiar with. We played a couple times earlier this season. We don't get to see them a lot. Um, but a challenge because they're, uh, you know, they're a playoff caliber team. Everybody's still talking about JV's no hitter yesterday, and what a thrill that was. Uh, just talking to you, I uh, just want to see what was that like for you. You guys are throwing no hitters every month, so we, we expect that in October. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll take one in October if I had to draw one up. But I, uh, you know, it was good for for everybody, good for for our organization, good for JV. What an emotional yeah. ninth inning all the way around. I've never seen our team this season so excited as they were when really? Toro hit the homer. And then knowing what was at stake and we get the no-hitter, it was a, a fun night, fun win. So the excitement level, everybody just bursting out of the dugout? Yeah, I mean, yeah it was, just it was the, nuts, right? Yeah, just a 0-0 game. You know, so funny going through these no-hitters and, and – you know, I've had a couple now, but that when you're when the game is not in hand, it's, it's sort of hard to enjoy the the masterpiece that JB was was executing. I mean, it was it was incredible to his dominance after the mm-hmm. walk in the first inning, and he was three up, three down every inning. And um, you look up, and it's still a zero-zero game. You know, I think I would have probably enjoyed it a little bit more had we been up, right? You know, four or five that. runs, and and you're really anticipating this no hitter. It was. It was all about trying to find a way to win the game, and, and, and JV was dominant, and he, he certainly set the tone. All right, you guys got some roster moves today. Let's go through a couple of those. But uh, Sandel Perez, left-handed pitcher, we've seen him a few times. Uh, what's he going to provide? How, you, how do you use him? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's coming back from injury, and you know we, we are very right-handed in our pen. We have no left-handed guys down there, so we wanted to have a little bit of balance and reward him for getting himself back healthy again. He's been up here. We've always believed in his his stuff. He he you know, he, when he's been good, he's been very good. When he's struggled, it's been because he hasn't found the strike zone. September's a good month, uh, certainly this year to expand rosters and and give some opportunity and have him protect us. Get some extra help at the catcher position. Mm-hmm. Garrett Stubbs back out. Uh, will he see some time? Yeah, he might. I mean, I told Stubby to be ready. If, if I have an in-game move, I'm, I might go right to him as opposed to um, assuming that the other two catchers are going to go in the game. So I want him to be ready. And, you know, now that he's got a little bit of experience handling our staff, he did a nice job while he was up here. Um, you know, I trust him back there behind the plate. He calls a really good game. He, he knows our our system, mm-hmm. and and so I'm not going to have any any problem playing him if if the situation warrants it. You know, what? you would know better than anybody else. But what can a, a young catcher like a Stubbs, who's not going to get to play a whole lot, gain from this this time in September? What yeah, no, he's going to. I mean, he's going to be in on all the game planning meetings. Uh-huh. Um, it's a kind of a month tutorial for potentially next season as well. So I, you know, you're only an injury away from him being you know <laughs> a prominent part of this. Right of this playoff push so you have to be very careful not to uh, just sit back and consider yourself the third catcher but you know his eyes and ears are wide open he's going to have a good learning experience he's going to be uh, you know adding Greinke to the mix in these in these planning sessions where um, you know he can he can experience firsthand what these what these elite guys how they prepare and Kyle Tucker you mm-hmm. bring up Kyle Tucker who had a very nice season in AAA 30-30 homers and stolen bases uh, is he going to get a chance to play a lot yeah a little bit I don't know about a lot he'll okay. see if he earns it he, he'll get to play a little bit and 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 I told him to be ready as soon as tonight I'll probably pinch hit him and and uh, these National League games, you could get some opportunities, and then um, you know, as he plays a, a little bit more, and, and and I work him in if he earns the opportunity to go, then to play more, then he'll get some at bats. I'm happy with his season. I know it's been up and down. He's had some good months. He's had some bad months. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had a good season here with some guys that are playing, but we feel like Tuck can 
can provide uh, either a bat off the bench or, or potentially play a little bit more in the outfield. We'll see how it goes. Hey, we don't talk about this very often, but sometimes playing condition plays a role. And here, the late start, late afternoon, you get the sun in the right-handed batter's face. Yeah, uh, the shadows are brutal. This is probably the worst shadow park yeah. in, in – in, it'll probably even out on TV or – um, you know, it's a little bit easier as a spectator, but this is a this is a First rough field. Yeah, I don't know that I'd want to face Hauser or Cole right. <laughs> today. So we'll see how the how the shadows play. Does that change your game plan anywhere? Because it, it probably dissipates it. No, it doesn't. I mean, well, no, you got to you got to guys guys can handle it now. They have technology with eye sunglasses and okay. uh, maybe they can even themselves out. But um, I wouldn't want to face a hundred. You got Adrian. I don't want to either. Adrian Hauser pitching for the Milwaukee Brewers. He mm-hmm. was an Astros farmhand. What can you tell us about him? Well, he's he's really good, and, and you know he's got heavy sink. Those a ton of fastballs, and we'll see if he, you know some teams do that, and then they don't throw us a ton of fastballs. But right. he's got a pretty powerful fastball about seventy percent of the time. He'll we've got to get the ball away from us if we swing at balls in as right-handed hitters. Okay. Um, he's really really hard on righties. So I got a couple lefties in there. Uh, with Brantley and Alvarez playing the outfield, Toro rewarded after the homer. I got to play him after the homer. Yeah. So I, um, those are three lefties. We need to do some damage, but we need our righties to keep the ball away from them. All right, AJ, quick two game set with the Milwaukee Brewers. Tear them up today. You got it, Smarky. Welcome back, Robert Ford. Joined by Robinson Chirinos. And a lot of times when a pitcher throws a no hitter, people forget about the guy who helped catch that no hitter and called all the pitches. And that was you uh, in the game on, on Sunday in Toronto. And obviously a big moment in anyone's career. Your your first as a big leaguer, right? But you, you had one winter ball, right? Yes. Uh, thank you for having the opportunity to talk to people and share my experience. And uh, You know, you say sometimes catches got forgotten when the guy throwing no hitter. But listen to a, a JV a speech to the team after the game yesterday and call my name and say how much he appreciate the work I've I done for him, especially in yesterday's game. It's kind of the only thing you ask for as a catcher, you know. Uh, the guy, they appreciate the work we do behind the play, and that's that made my day, you know. The no-hitting was great. I have a great time. It was fun. But listening those words from JV, it make, it make everything pay off, so it was cool. And yeah, it's the second one. I got one back in 2010 in Venezuela when when I was playing for Magallanes. Uh, uh, it was good too. It was good. I mean, any any no hitter, I don't care where where you catch a no hitter, it's a really special moment. So it was really cool. First inning, Verlander looked like he was struggling a little bit with his fastball command. Uh, got better after that inning. Is there anything? Did you guys talk about that at all? Were there any any particular adjustments that that you guys made after that first inning? No, not really. I mean, JV, he know himself really good. You know, mm-hmm. he know when he's missing to one side what he need to do to get back on track. I know Stromy asked me like what I saw from him in the first inning. I tell Stromy he's open up too early and his ball is going. Uh, open a way to lefty. Like mm-hmm. I tell Stromy, he need to stay in line to to get that fastball back on the sum. And I don't know. He talked to him after that first inning when I say that to him. But I mean, after that, I was on track. You know, <laughs> second inning to the last inning, it was it was good to be behind the plate. I mean, JB was 
he was the best I seen him the whole year. And I told him before, so he warmed up when we're walking back to the dugout. I told JB, you know what? Today is the best day I see you fast for the whole year. So his fastball in the bullpen was unbelievable. Was there much conversation between you and Verlander as that game went on? I know sometimes superstition takes over when there's a no-hitter in progress, but was there much communication between you guys between innings when you are in the dugout? Uh, not really. It was normal. Uh, every inning before he go out, he asked me what I think we should throw first pitch mm-hmm. to the guys leading off. And he did it the same time he was doing it before. He asked me, like, hey, Maybe he asked me on video twice, like, why do you think we should throw a curve at first pitch? Mm-hmm. And I say yes the first time. The second time he asked me again, I say, when I mean, he's taking a spin early, he don't swing a spin. He's like, yeah, but he, we're going to do it back-to-back our bat. I said, I mean, let's do it. He's like, all right, let's throw a curve at first pitch. And it's kind of, it was a normal outing. Talking-wise between JV and I, uh, just in Toronto. Now, you only went out to the mound once, and it was before the last out uh, with two outs in the ninth inning. What was the purpose of that visit? It was right before Bo Bichette came to the plate. Uh, so, Bo, when he get to two strike, he don't do a late kid. He go to a strike, kind of like trying to be sure and, mm-hmm. and don't swing and miss. So JB thought he was going to do that from the first pitch. So he called me to the mind, like, hey, watch uh, Boo if he do the strike early. Because I want to mm-hmm. know like, if he's just trying to get a hit or he's going to be aggressive. That's That was the meeting for Got back to to the play and he was the same guy. He was trying to to put a good swing. He was aggressive the way he was uh, swing early in the game and it was no getting back to JV because he was doing the same thing. So. And you get you see the ground ball go to Toro at third, throw across the diamond. First thing that's going through your mind. Man, I remember I went in my knee because I saw the ground ball. I was trying to like back first way up. Mm-hmm. Then I saw Toro was going to make a good throw and went in. Went in my knee and thank God for the opportunity and look up and JB was open arm waiting for me <laughs> to like uh, celebrate and it was cool you know it was a it was a good moment moment I'm gonna share with my kid and and just thank God for allowing me to have the opportunity especially with with the guy I mean how much he accomplished in the game and uh, putting himself in those. Small group of guy with three or more no hit. It was special to be a part of that one. Robinson Chirino's 12th catcher in Astros history to catch a no hitter. There have been 13 no hitters in Astros history. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, and God bless you guys. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.